Hello and welcome to DVB Box Pop, a podcast featuring voices from Generation Z. We are your hosts, Nisu and Duya. Tune in every week to hear young people share their personal stories and how they hope to achieve a future democratic Myanmar free from military dictatorship. To listen, follow DBB English in your podcast app. DBB Box Bob is available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Nisu. Welcome back to DBB Box Bob. Today, I'm with a woman rights activist and a Burmese restaurant owner for today's episode. Phoebe, welcome. Hi, good afternoon. Nice to see you. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for having me as well. Phoebe, you have done a lot of works for women rights in Myanmar, and I've seen your ac- activities, fundraising events, and how you dedicate to Myanmar women community. It's not an easy journey for you being a woman activist in male-dominated country. So what makes you become a woman activist? Can you tell me more about your journey briefly? I became an activist out of curiosity, I have to say, because when I was young, we don't we we don't we didn't learn about gender equality or we didn't learn about feminism at school, but I am I became curious as I grew uh older and in my school years when I was in sixth grade I was very curious and asked my teacher classroom teacher why there is no like women heroes in our textbook and then she replied me that um, she said uh, because because war is not a woman thing because uh, you have to be to become a hero you have to fight at the war and then I asked her why women cannot fight at the war and then she told me uh, she has no answer <laughs> so that was the first time I was curious no and then as I, I as I became adolescent and I have my menstrual and then because we are living under a, 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 in the patriarchy society there are more restrictions coming to coming on to me you know by my parents by my uh, relatives you no know, everyone is looking at me and they want me to become very perfect. I don't know what it's. I don't know what are these restrictions. I don't. I was starting to uh, question myself. Why can I do this? Why can I do that? And then, um, yeah. And then I was. I I used to perform as the uh, female uh, female uh, uh, president at my high school years, but. They never the teachers. I noticed that the teachers never picked me to become the 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 president of the whole student council, and then we never get a chance to give a speech, and we never get our role is to um, like decorate flowers for events, and then brushings and uh, cleaning things after the events. So I also again complain <laughs> to my teachers, why is my role here? Because I have been uh, the president for pre- president of the classroom you know, uh, for for two years already, and then why don't we have a chance to get onto the stage? Why don't why cannot why why we were not in the meeting for decision making? So she said because uh, you know uh, male are more 
Males are more uh, supportive. They can go anywhere. Uh, we can let them do everything. Something. Th these are the reasons that they gave me. So uh, studying from then on, I used to realize something is very unfair. Something is wrong. Something is totally wrong. I don't know why. So I'm very curious and I started uh, reading books. I started uh, learning. And then after my high school, I got a... a scholarships uh, uh, from Lancaster University so I uh, went to study for four years now and I graduated with communication and then when I go abroad I went abroad to study it opened my eyes that the girls in other countries are not like us they are the president of the student council. They can be, they can do whatever they want. I met with amazing uh, women and girls, you know, that leading in their own um, community, you know, at, at the same age as mine. So I was so like, so enlightened. And then I started thinking that there might be something totally wrong with, uh, the people, <laughs> the society in our country. So I read more, I, I learn and study more. And then when I came back to my country, I started volunteering for the uh, community projects and also other women rights organization. I started as a volunteer. And then uh, in t I think in 2017, I started working as uh, at a women rights organization, a, a big one, no? in a pioneer one in Myanmar. Yeah, so so you being a, a woman rights activist from from that, um, what's your family reaction on your on your decision? Yeah, um, because I came from a very religious family. No, my my dad is a pastor, a very Christian family, and the at at first they saw me as a black sheep <laughs> and, and they they don't they don't really restrict me from doing anything but uh, I think I have to be thankful about it but there are things that we we cannot be agree on so it's became more how to say different no there's feel like I feel like there's a distance from my family, from my own society, and then I became sometimes alone. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Myanmar society, we can't blame them. I mean, mm. it's been yeah. it's been over generations to generations. So, is there is there like any good or bad bad memory during your your journey? Would you share with us? Uh there are both bad and good memories, but uh, uh, there are a lot of bad memories. <laughs> but because um, being a woman activist, no, sometimes I feel guilty about myself because I am, I have these privileges to learn about feminism, gender equality. But these other women who are, who do not have the same. Um, opportunity as me so sometimes I feel like oh my god this is not fair but uh, uh, we should do this we should do that we should voice out but uh, uh, but the survivors or the, the women in the community themselves they do not know they are being violated 
so it's it's really hard no it's really challenging for me and sometimes being a woman right activist you have to listen to the people's stories no since before the coups we had to listen to their rape stories their sexual violence stories they came uh they came to uh the office with um wounds so we are like we are like like secondary victims no so it's it's uh it's uh, also a challenging thing but uh the the good thing is that uh the more i dig deeper uh the more problems i found and then it keep me motivated to keep keep doing what i'm doing right now and then to keep fighting for what i believe yeah 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 so so you work you work a lot in the in the sexual harassment and also many teen threats and everything mm-hmm. very very admirable mm-hmm. when i when i read about you and when i saw about your works mm-hmm. yeah so let's just go to the to the Myanmar coup so mm-hmm. in 2021 the Myanmar military seized power and the coup happened so how do you feel about that It, it's a nightmare no it's very dr- dr- drastic and traumatic events no since 2021 we have been but we at the same time i celebrate my resilience because we have come until this far not to going back but to go forward to achieve justice and freedom yeah So when do you when do you flee to Thailand? Why why do you decide not to stay in Myanmar like after the coup happened? Um, before the coup, I used to work with uh, Myanmar women po- parliamentarians because for their campaigns and for their technical, um, s- we provide technical support for them and also financial support for their uh, what for for their election campaigns no so it's very dangerous for me to keep staying there and also after the after the coup i also think about my roles which roles do i have to play what i am good at and will i be good will i be useful on the ground or will i be useful in some other ways so i decided to leave the country for the best best of everything yeah so and and i know that you're also you were a research fellow student in chemai university so can you tell me what Uh, about your about your research how do you approach yes. the research um, my research is about uh, the structural gender barriers women face in the revolution because being a, being a protester and citizens involving in the uh, anti hunter movement myself uh, I found out I found out there's also even though there are women frontliners and they are talking about the rules of women in the revolution um I myself have experienced the inequality on the ground in the during the protests and during the movement so I I think uh There are a lot of research and media publications about how uh, the military violated women, but um, the deeper 
barriers and challenges that is you know, forbidden in the ground, uh, which is also done by the same group of people, which is pro-democratic people. So I really want to tackle it out as an issue. Yeah. So, is there is there any website that we can that our listener can see your research? Uh, I think it will be published very soon by the to my university, but uh, it's not coming out yet, so I don't know. But after it's it has published, it will be it would also be uh, available to public. Yes. Cool. Cool. I'd be forward to to look the research. So now that you finish your research and you open a Burmese restaurant, which is like the Burmese uh, community-based based restaurant in Chiang Mai. So how do you get the idea to start to start not the normal Burmese restaurant, but the more like a community-based restaurant? What's your thoughts about it? When I first came here, I feel uh, there there are not a lot of Burmese people, and there's no a big community here so I feel like I feel very lonely and also when I want to read Burmese books and talk Burmese I don't know where to to go so um, and that's the first thing and also the second thing is that I noticed I met with uh, other um, activists from Thailand and also um, people who are doing community works and then uh, I was inspired by them that they told me uh, one important thing which is um, we cannot continue our movements and activism without financial support but for now the financial support that we are getting are uh, how to say from from donors and funders, we cannot be sustainable in that way because if there, if we are depending on someone else for financial support, this movement will be um, co-opted, like cooperated, or this movement, this this kind of activism will be hijacked by capitalism. So that's the idea. So. They said we have to establish our own business, you no, know? and also we have to establish our um, our own entity so we can earn money and financial support on our own so that we can continue our movement and activism without the support of an outsider. So that's the meaning. Then I I just realized I should do something because this revolution will be going on for a while, for uh, longer than we think, something like this. Yeah. So and also and also your 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 partner is also very good at cooking and I was really enjoy his <laughs> foods. So tell me more about what kind of what kind of food you uh, do you get in your restaurant. Uh, for now, we offer a variety of Burmese food. Like we pick the very best selections of uh, Burmese famous uh, dishes in our menu, including mohinga, uh, tea, Burmese tea, lapato, uh, nanjito, no, uh, a little of uh, a little 
things uh, sorry um no problem hunene dingne wono at a little a few things from each category so it's the menu that we have invented yeah so and also i was wondering in your restaurant which kind of activities are you hosting um we every weekends we host uh poetry reading it's 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 done routinely so poetry reading sometimes we do collective drawing sometimes we do uh reading just reading not poetry no but reading a book and also sometimes we do jamming uh singing burmese songs with guitars and all the instruments people bring their own instruments and we we sing together because i want uh this place to become a home of creativity a home for burmese people where they can come and uh, do they are do what they have passion for um with together with the people like minded people and people in our own community yeah now that i i remember you also sing and <laughs> yeah yeah it's really good and you also sing in your restaurant also sometimes sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah so and and now that in chiang mai there are a lot of burmese restaurant so as you being a young restaurant owner what kind of challenges do you have it or or any difficulties to 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 make it unique unique space yes um because we are still like uh middle aged people youth no we can say we are youth so we don't have the strong financial support and then we don't have we are not de- until now we are not depending on any donors or vendors this is our own business no we start from scratches <laughs> so that's uh, financial support is one big challenge and also another thing is the stereotypes that pe- Burmese community have because usually when usually when they think about food and cooking they think if a, uh, an old lady or an old guy cook it it would be more delicious they have this kind of stereotypes that so if young people cook they don't really trust until they taste it no so um, there are like layers of challenges to come up no over the surface yeah 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 is right that's right yeah so so uh what's more to come to come to the to the to your to your Burmese restaurant what's your future plan for it actually i don't have a future plan <laughs> uh because but um i want this place to be um to be to be a home for Burmese people and also um a source of incomes to and and also contribute back to our own community even if i'm not doing this business anymore i want some youths no people some young people to take over the business and then continue contributing back to the country so that's my future plan yeah that's a really nice idea So now that in Myanmar there are a lot of atrocities and a lot a lot happening so what's your opinion on that and uh, what do you see and also what do you see of Myanmar's future um I think 
it's very complicated to say, you know, but I believe we will win one day. It can take longer, it can take uh, whatever it takes, but uh, I do believe but because I do believe that uh, with our passion, with our strong will and hard work, we will win for definitely, you know, for sure one day. But uh, the thing is, um, I always think about whether it will become a society that is equal and just even after we win the revolution, even after there's no military regime. So there's a lot more to think before we win and beyond we win. So, um, but I w- the, the society, the country that I want to see is where every citizen has equal rights and treated with respect and we have our justice and freedom. Thank you. Yeah. And also I I'm curious that um, do you have anything you want to do you have anyone you want to speak out? Anyone speak out for them like in prison or like like anyone you want to speak yes. out for them? I think I want to speak out for everyone <laughs> because uh, everyone is we are in the same ship we are in the same journey we are on the same journey and I really want to speak on behalf of those who are inside the country who are in prison in the inter- interrogation centers and who are in the jungles as well um, there are a lot of uh, criticism about our people leading leading um, people defense revolution no? but uh, I do believe that um, unless we are pushed until the till the edge you don't understand you you won't understand you won't know what we feel like what we experience you will never because if you have never put into our shoes you will never be you will never feel what we feel so we are i have to say is we have been pushed to the edge not we do this not because we want to but because we have to so i really want to want uh international community to understand this Yeah, anything you want to add to the listeners? Um, thank you for listening. If you listen to this post- podcast and you, if you are feel if you feel touch, please do something about it. Yeah, that's really good. And thank you for sharing your story and I hope I hope the listeners get inspired by your story. Yeah. Thank you.